Welcome to the Shutdown Fullcast. This is normally the review edition, but what, or the preview edition, where we look ahead. But before we do that, we have a couple things. I would like to take some reader questions, if we could get to those before we talk about stuff. There's a couple of little minor stories floating around. Uh, I think it's important, too, that we point out that uh, Ryan in the pregame meetings was breaking out Blue Collar Comedy Tour. I think it's important to say this. Ron White doesn't count. Ron White's too good. He didn't belong there anyway. No, I, I assume Bill Engvall was Ron White's uh, like parole officer or something, and he just had to stick with him. <laughs> I think the thing that is respectable about Ron White's association with the Blue Collar Comedy Tour is he was just getting money. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, they didn't get the stank on him. Uh, he he just he just got paid. I bet Ron White also hated Larry. Just hated him. Oh, I, you know, I bet he hated Foxworthy. Okay. Yeah, I can't think. I mean, I guess I could picture him tolerating Ingvall, but yeah, I, I he surely despised Foxworthy. Yeah, I could see him and, and Larry the Cable Guy actually getting along fairly well. You don't think it's, it bothered him that Larry's just some, some idiot from Connecticut or whatever? Who, no, who do you think's keeping everyone on time and being the nag? Wow. Who, who do you think's the one who's like, well, maybe you should iron a shirt sometime, Ron? Who do you think's the one who's never smoked weed in his life? You're the just, one who obviously wouldn't get along with Ron White. <laughs> you're describing me. This is very depressing. I think Larry, when he's in character, yeah, that's like that's like Ron White's ideal buddy. Okay. Like you can you can stash anything on that guy. This you is, know, this is pre that, that guy's just too. walking contraband. That's, but that's true. when he, when he's not in character, which I assume is is quite frequent, then I guess nobody knows. Do you think he's like Dave Chappelle's Little John? That when he's not in character, he's like, well, yes. Mm-hmm. Quite. <laughs> Actually. Actually. Okay. Yeah, like that's that's him. I find I the tragedies more moving than Shakespeare's comedies. <laughs> you know, UNESCO's earlier works really are his finest. Yeah, like that's Larry the Cable Guy when yeah. he's not, you know, Mater when he's not wearing the uh, when he's not wearing the warm up. What do you even call that? The sleeveless jacket that he has. The slacket. The slacket. Yeah. Okay. When he's not wearing the slacket, he's probably opining about the decline in UNESCO's works over time. Or maybe he just never speaks. Just, ne- <laughs> just The only way he can express himself is through Larry. The vessel must be silent. <laughs> what an artiste. This Ron, White's, Ron White's in the background like, why don't you tickle him until he farts? <laughs> <laughs> Twirling a loaded gun. <laughs> Spe- speaking of the blue collar comedy tour. This isn't actually a segue. There's, there's no way you they can never, actually. They in. never are. No, they never are. Charlie Strong. There, there, there's a rumor, Jason Kirk, uh, about Charlie Strong. That's Jason Kirk, by the way, our college football editor. Hey, was happening? Yeah, he's in Ken- uh, he's in Kennesaw, Georgia, where they stay strong. Too strong. Too strong. Like literally, like Texas right now. Literally too strong. Too strong. They, they got one strong. Soon they might have none strongs. But yeah, the uh, you know the buzz for a while that didn't seem really connected to anything was that Miami wanted Charlie Strong, and Uncle Luke came out and said, "Yeah, I mean, it, you know, it, even Uncle Luke was saying it, it might not be that realistic, but he'd be pretty good. He's got Florida ties. He's recruited South Florida a lot. Uh, he <laughs> nobody really knows how happy he is at Texas, but it's hard to see how anybody could be. Um, got got going to have a new boss." Right. Yeah, he's got a new boss coming in. Um, and then today, Bruce Feldman dropped the bomb that all that, there's there's kind of something to it. 
Charlie, uh, Charlie might actually be interested in leaving for the Miami Hurricanes. Which, um, I, I don't know if he can get that program back. <laughs> That's, is that terrible of me to say? That, which, like, just, which one do you mean? I, <laughs> that could yeah, apply like, to staying oh, or man. going. We should have kept that going for a while longer. I don't know if you can get that program back. Yeah, I know. It's just yeah. hopeless. They got the, a lot the, of internal, this program is internal in. problems, outsized expectations from the alumni. That's true. A lot of like complaints about the budget. Demand, right? Demands for past glory that aren't realistic in the present college football sphere. The agricultural rival taking over the recruiting terrain. Mm. That happens in South Florida too. <laughs> mm. It does. All kinds of all kinds of competitive pressure from smaller, less moneyed programs in a crowded recruiting area. Hmm. Hmm. This is getting rich, actually. Probably Nick Saban taking all your recruits anyway. That that sort of goes either either locale. <laughs> I, I think you're referring to future UCF coach Nick Saban. <laughs> oh, wow. is he going home? Did Mama call? Mama, Mama called all the way from Orlando. Don't have a conference championship game to play in. That works for both. <laughs> is, that, is that the funniest place for Nick Saban to go would be UCF? Wow. Uh, out of the available ones? I think you take him to ULM, where it all started. Where it all? Oh, my God. It was, all, it was a setup from day one. It's, it's sure, you lost to ULM at Alabama. Now can you beat Alabama as ULM? This is the dynasty mode ultimate step up this is when the castlevania castle flips upside down and you have to play yes. it through backwards yeah precisely alucard that's, <laughs> that's uh or you can you know what if uh, matt campbell goes anywhere toledo will be open he could really come home Jesus. mama called mama called which mama the one i got in orlando for you has got a lot of mamas <laughs> the one at pirates got one Cove. in miami got one in the nfl the the other thing about this rumor that is astonishing to me is that Miami would be paying the uh, the buyout, correct? Oh, God. Oh, God. Wait, what? <laughs> Miami can't do that. How are they going to keep the lights on? Miami cannot do that. They're going to have to sell so many speedboats to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, speedboats, you're, you're, yeah. You're setting up an LLC. I mean, the, the, the speedboats are value-added. Value-added speedboats? You're saying they might, they, might have, they might have something on them? They're enhanced with aftermarket features. Ah, okay. Like they're, Jeremy, like a Jeremy Shockey embedded in the side. They're two stars that develop into five stars. <laughs> Just like Grand Theft Auto. Soon, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly the same kind of star. <laughs> Just like same connotations. Just like Miami's theoretical offensive line. Wow. Theoretical. At best. Cocaine. Yeah, I don't know how I don't know how any of that works, but I could would you blame Charlie for leaving? I mean, no. You, no. I mean, I wouldn't. Ryan? No. I, I really couldn't at this point. Also, you're far less likely to lose to Iowa State at Miami. You got to duck the clones. <laughs> Get away from the fucking clones. I just think it's a good rule in life in general to distance yourself from Paul Rhodes at all times. He's <laughs> like a creeper in Minecraft. Right. He's, a da- yeah, he's a dangerous man. Just out there in the wild, somewhere. I mean, I have no clue what Miami could pay him, but does that really matter when you can go there and think, okay, I'll be safe for at least four years? Whereas at Texas, it's like uh, it could be gone in any minute now. Maybe it's like a maybe it's like a startup, and they're going to pay him in stock options. 
And and hey, if you help build Miami back into something, look at that. All your options vested. And if not, you get a oh no, your house is repossessed. Maybe that won't maybe that won't play necessarily. Like I thought personality wise, that's the only part of the whole Charlie Strong the Texas thing that never worked because you have to go, Oh yeah, listen, here's this kind of scary lunatic. Like Charlie's definitely from a long line coaching wise of scary lunatics. He's not in that happy, avuncular, buddy buddy players coach kind of no. He's a players coach in the sense that he likes to take players and yell at them and make them do things. He eats players right? for food. He does. He's a terrifying human. Mm-hmm. He's and a players coach in the sense that he coaches players <laughs> hard. <laughs> coaches the shit out of players. <laughs> it's like how Everest is a climber's mountain. <laughs> yeah, and that it eats climbers. Seven <laughs> percent of them. It's which like I would, that I mountain would... in South America with where the million million people died mining silver out of it. Yeah, okay. Pot- that would be a uh, Potosi. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. Hook them. It's the thirty-three. That's how many upperclassmen are left on the roster. So sounds like sounds like Texas football. By the way, a lot of casualties, a lot of profit, <laughs> a lot of money. Um, <laughs> I mean, it seems like a pretty good deal for everybody involved. To be I'm, quite frank, but then, then, but this, then this, what does Texas do? Oh no! That's, they go get Tom Herman. They, no, that's the, all right. No, you say they were going to go get Tom Herman. Well, I mean, what is what does big swinging dick Texas money say? Do they say let's go get Tom Herman? No, 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 no. No, he's no. too affordable. Jimbo. Too, no, 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 no. Come on. They're not going to get Jimbo. Fine. You know, you know, Target one. Was the yeah, same last yeah, time? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, same as last time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's the same as last time. Okay, Are they going to get him this time? No, they're not going to get him. He's going to get a raise. Nick Saban's going to make making $13 million next year. He will be the only person in Alabama with money. <laughs> only. Paul Bryant. Paul Bryant will just give him everything. Like, here, Nick take- Saban will be actually able to afford all his real estate. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, so yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, here's the other part. You're just like, he'll be the dog track baron. Like, Paul Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Guess what? We, we can't even give you a raise in money anymore. Guess what we gave you? We gave you a uh, an OSHA disproved, like, workplace hostile, terrible sweatshop on the border where McElwain or McWayne Industries operates and, like, you know, kills 25 workers a year, which is out of Alabama, by the way. And we gave you five dog tracks. You're getting the Exodus contract. You get the firstborn of every 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 family in Texas. Congratulations. What? Worth it, Paul. There're going to be a few ri- there're going to be a few rice babies mixed in there, so do what you will with them. <laughs> They'll be doctors. I I cannot I, they're going to go after him again. And here's the thing. They might get him. Cuz you know who doesn't have as much money as Texas? Alabama. They just don't They don't you're not going to outspend Texas. And Nick's Nick's bored. He's so bored with Alabama. Are you rooting for this just for chaotic purposes? Be honest. I I am rooting for this because it will make the state of Alabama sad and send it into a state of perdition, which it so richly deserves. It will also somehow enhance Gus Malzahn's job security. (laughs) Because they'll be like, well, we got – I mean, Gus Gus is the senior official in the state now. We got to hold on to him. (laughs) He He scared Nick Saban off. That would be the funniest part. He made his ass quit. He made his, that's it. He made his ass quit with a six-win season. <laughs> Just imagine what we do with nine. Bowl eligible. Oh, you're shaking, Nick. You're shaking. <laughs> Go on. Get, get your ass out of here. 
<laughs> he couldn't stand the heat in Alabama, so he went down to Texas. We'll see you in the Texas Bowl. Also, keep in mind, there's an additional layer of comedy for me here in watching Nick Saban try to take that, that Texas roster. <laughs> Rebuild it from scratch. <laughs> well, you know, the more fun part will be watching Nick Saban at Texas raiding the Alabama roster. Hey, Nick, we need you to do an hour of TV on the Longhorn Network. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nick, the security deposit said you were supposed to leave all the lamps and the offensive linemen intact in the apartment, and everything's burnt to the ground. You know, I wonder if this was all part of the strategy. I wonder if he brought in Lane Kiffin just for this purpose, because Lane has experience at the whole raiding your cupboard on the way out thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, is, Lane, is Lane, Lane, Lane is kind the of the most notorious conference? of it. Let me also give you this. He'll be facing nothing but spread offenses every single week. Every single week he'll be facing four and five wide, and he won't be able to recruit the same kind of guys to bust up those schemes. At Texas, they just don't. They won't have the same kind of linemen because he can't get him to go away from the obesity belt of Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi. So what you're saying is Saban's going to get Texas into the SEC. <laughs> Man, you know what? I was looking for a third act for this drama, and you just wrote it. Boom! <laughs> Trade him for the Aggies. Aggies are going home. We got to get Saban back. We can't win titles without Saban. So Aggies, you got to go home. The Long Sec Network. SEC and Longhorns <laughs> together at last. The Saban Network. The Saban Network. <laughs> With zero minutes devoted to Nick Saban programming. There's no content. This is just like, a radio hour. Like Nick, Nick, ex- nothing. Dude, no, it's just Snapchats. It's just him like walking away from the guy with the phone, right? It's just, Ron, it's just Ron Popeil infomercials. I don't have time for this. None of this is happening, by the way, and they're just going to hire Tom Herman. That's, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, sure, I guess. Boring timeline. Boring timeline. We'll give you we'll give you the SS Alabama. It's just floating to Mobile, Nick. Take it. It might have a few nukes on it. <laughs> Nobody's checked. Nobody's checked. You can sell them. We won't even ask who. You can start a nuke at quarterback. You want Huntsville to make you a rocket? We'll, we'll make you one. This is all Alabama can do. I'm out of the things Alabama makes. They got a... Uh... We found a tight end in unclaimed baggage. A- <laughs> I was going to get to unclaimed baggage. <laughs> you can have them. <laughs> That's it. Do you want some Black Cat fireworks? It's made by Chanel. Straight from the outlet. Uh, the other interesting little rumor, Ryan. Not rumor. Not it, rumor. It's, it's more of a season. It it's is more season. a season. It's, um, it's, it's a declaration. It's a statement. It's it's Sassy Bob Stoops season. It's Woo! my favorite. And, and we should be clear. Uh, m- almost every coach talks shit. And that's fine. That's part of your job. It's part of uh, posturing for the fans and for the recruits. It's what makes college football interesting a lot of the time. Uh, and your standard shit talking is just where you have somebody like, let's say, Brett Bielema uh, claiming that, um, you know, going around high school meetings and saying that they're going to beat the tar out of Texas Tech and then f- promptly failing to do so. Uh, this is not what we're talking about with Bob Stoops. This is sassy Bob Stoops, where, like that white aunt you have, who kind of just um, is is constantly throwing polite shade at you and your family, uh, trying to make you look bad for some unknown reason. That's what Bob Stoops does in this time of the year, when he has a team that A, is competing for a playoff spot, B, has to overcome a glaringly bad loss to do so, and C, uh, needs to politic in order to accomplish 
option B, uh, 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 task B there. So this is when you're going to hear already Bob Stoops going on and being like, well, we did, you know, we did go into Neyland and beat one of those so-called SEC teams, if that does anything for you. Well, I mean, just just a little place called Neyland Stadium, just a team called Tennessee, and in a conference that's just called the SEC. I mean, well, just that. You know, I, I think it'd be it'd be nice if we got to play Rutgers. I'd I'd welcome that opportunity, but the Lord didn't see fit for us to have that schedule. I feel like the accent makes it even worse. Like the the accent that makes it sound like every word is just a punch in the face. <laughs> just every, every word kind of comes out sounding like nope, nope. That's good. Yeah, we don't worry about that. I had a thought about how bad the SEC is, so I said it. We don't worry about respect, and that's why we don't give any to the Big 12. That's who we, uh, that's who we play every year. It's all we do it's here just in Oklahoma. Who, it's who we are. I, I like that the, the sassy stoops, like you said, it only comes out when he has the advantage. Otherwise, he's, he's pretty quiet. He's laid But back. as soon as he sees the opening, he strikes. Like he's, like, it's like thumb wars. Like that, that big stoop's thumb, it's high right now. It's going about to come crashing down on everybody. They get one or two more wins, you're going to hear some things. You know, uh, you, you hear a lot about the defense in the SEC. You seen that offense lately? I watched that Mizzou Georgia game. We play. He says like play. It's like we play. We play. We play. Like we play. We play a balanced brand of football. We play a balanced brand of football. It's like the what is it on? Is it Muppets? The yep, yep, yep. We don't. Yep, yep, we don't have aliens. Yep, 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 yep. We don't have yep. anything more to prove. Yes, that's Bob Stoops every single year. That's not. I can't worry about that. We have nothing more to prove. We beat list rankings of teams they've beat in conferences. We beat the big bad SEC exactly how many times? Let me tell you. This team is focused on the. This team is focused on what's ahead of them, and not the fact that we beat the hell out of Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. Which, by the way, if I were to pick one team that could actually make some hay against Alabama don't this year, do it, don't do it. Oh no, no, no! I'm dead serious. It'd be Oklahoma. <laughs> it'd be and it would be Baker Mayfield. Shaking Baker. It would be oh, it'd be Baker Mayfield specifically because they, they can, don't. They can run a little bit, but Baker's gonna get loose. Baker's gonna Baker's gonna get loose. And, I think they can run enough to complement Baker. Like yeah. they're not gonna run for no 150 yards. Nobody could ever do that against Alabama. No team ever has. No, no, especially through the heart of the I'm south. I'm staring, staring right at you, Ohio. Um, Out through the yeah, heart. Yeah, I feel. I feel like I feel like Oklahoma's balanced enough to uh, maybe score like 18 points. Now, Sassy Bob Stoops is going to quote you two in his next, st- you know, stump speech. I yep, I heard two idiots saying we'd only score 18 points. We don't. We don't listen to the blog media and their internet opinions. But if we did, they do think that we could give Alabama a hell of a game. What do you have to say about that, Mike? <laughs> Sassy Mike. Stoops. I like that he is animal. Damn, in this Mike. Case. <laughs> Just chains and drums, and that's it. Yeah, they had him behind that poor desk at Baylor. <laughs> You know, not even like a proper coordinator spot. He was just at some like he's at some workstation Mike, way you're, up you're, in the rafters. You're booking travel for the <laughs> But it's 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 that noise, but it's with the same accent. <laughs> but they kept showing him up in the booth and Mike Stoops is just losing his mind and he'd kind of start to rise up like he's gonna pitch a fit and and he'd hit his knees on the table and you could see him go like, oh. 
can see him. Smash my dick on this table again. <laughs> they got him quarantined. <laughs> they did. He honestly, he, he looked like, he looked a lot like when for three seconds I leave my child outside to go inside and I see them like freak out. Like, <laughs> abandoned to the elements. Yeah, like I left you in the backyard for three seconds. <laughs> Hopping up and down. I bet I bet he still hops. I bet Mike Stoops hops up and down when he's mad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've seen there's there's footage of this. Yeah. Have you ever done that, by the way? Like as an adult, been so mad that you hopped up and down? No. Mm, probably. No, but tra- but I don't have ups, so. <laughs> so, you, so, you, so you didn't notice? <laughs> no, I just it, I know it would look stupid. You would just be like, if you, you had to look. So when when you when you're mad and you're acting out, your first thought is like, "This guy look cool." I no, my my first thought is just play solid defense and pass the ball when it comes to you. Uh huh. Okay. I start throwing shit. That's that's my first thing. God, God, God damn it! I don't think I've gotten mad in the last twenty years, and it didn't start with God damn it. You're pre- God damn it! You're pretty Tennessee. Yeah, <laughs> that's how you announce to everyone <laughs> that you're you're declaring. You're yeah. like, I'm about to throw a fit. Y'all move. Mm. Yeah, yeah t- I think God damn it and motherfucker shit is more like I screwed up. Tennessee- God damn it is everyone else screwed up. Throwing things is a very Tennessee way to react to anger. <laughs> throwing them futilely. Yeah. Throwing things. Oh, yeah. Throwing things shoot- oh, 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 Vols. Throwing things futilely. Tyler Bray knows. <laughs> We've seen a lot of Vols throwing things futilely. We're not talking about you, Peyton. I did have a good we moment. Love you. I did have a good moment yesterday. I threw my headset. I had my big headphones on. And something went wrong, and I got mad, and I threw my headset. I was like, "It really feels good. It's good, Co- coaches. You're not wrong." Did you? Yeah. Did you get caught in the the wiring though? Uh, no, I didn't pull the full spurrier. <laughs> no, I didn't Once, get. I didn't get tangled up. You didn't Spider Man yourself. No, I did not Spider Man myself. I did not. Uh, I did not embarrass the firm by doing that. I did it in my backyard where nobody could see. <laughs> You threw your headset in your yard. Yeah, went out and threw it in the yard. I was about, to, I was about to. You just... walked outside and threw it in the yard. Uh, I did. That's some responsible dad anger right there. I did. I didn't want to let me see it do it. I, so first of all, I can't hit a child. I can't have a child see me throwing this. I can't risk a child picking it up and running off with it. Nope. I'm gonna throw it outside where it's safe. It's also. It was also a decision of like, hey, I throw it outside. I don't accidentally hit something else. Also, it's soft. So yeah, I threw yeah, it. I threw it a good on the grass. I threw it a good fifteen or twenty feet out and into the grass. Landed on Georgia grass. How, so did, it was fine. how did it feel to retrieve it? Um, humbling. Because <laughs> that's the thing is that when the coach throws his headset, somebody else goes and gets it for him nine times out of ten. Yeah, no, I can't tell the kid to go get it. I'm like, Dad, what are your headphones doing out there? I don't know. Dropped them. Dropped Bird. Them. It's crazy. Bird took them. You're three. You don't understand this. Just Why go, are you asking me? Go get my headphones. <laughs> We're playing fetch the tantrum, I- tant- tantrum item. Come <laughs> on. Tantrum totem. <laughs> the tantrum totem. Come on, kids. Daddy's anger ha- anger hat. Exactly. Which is great because I don't think I've ever let this kid see me throw something when I'm mad. And both of them do it intuitively. <laughs> <laughs> Genetics. Nothing you could have done about it. Just walk over and like, walk over and start throwing shit. And I'm like, so proud. Just, just how the fun and gun works. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm really happy that Sassy Bob Stoops is back because he's my favorite. Testosterone replacement therapy Stoops is my favorite <laughs> of all the Bob Stoops. I don't like morose. Oh, we lost a game, Stoops. 
I, I mean, no, I like him bold, sassy, a little fat. I don't like him when he's thin. My pancreas uh, yeah. is a normal size. Yeah, I like my Stoops brother's a little swollen from all that recruiting barbecue. Delicious. Sh- shall we preview the week ahead? You don't want to do re- reader questions? Oh, God damn it. We have to do those, don't we? Yeah. God damn it. We got time. <laughs> we do. We do. Uh, I will start. Danny Mayo, friend of the program, Danny Mayo, asks, can you guys even with this news lately? I can't even. It's a pretty good question. I think it's instructive because it goes back to an old theory I have that you can conduct most conversations by saying four or five phrases over and over again. Can you guys even is a good one with this news lately. The weather, other phrases, these people. I hear you. Six on one hand, half a dozen on the other. It is what it is. And, you know, at the end of the day, it is what it is. These phrases in various sequences can pretty much be a substitute for any human interaction. Now I'm, I'm going to add two to this list. One is these things happen, because mm-hmm. then you sound like you're sympathizing. And the other is, how do you feel about that? Because <laughs> they can just keep talking. Um, you, I, you can just tag back out. I will put in an accessory phrase. For real? <laughs> like, yeah, I, I can't believe what you just said. And or can you, pl- can you please stress that it actually happened? Or going down, for real. And when you reach peak active listening status, you don't even need words. You just respond with, like, thoughtful murmurs. Hmm. 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 Yeah. Ah. Uh. Uh. That's how you become the world's oh. greatest grandpa. While you're, while you're doing some grandpa thing, like thinking, thinking about a good slice of cheese you got in the fridge. Tinkering. <laughs> Where you left your buck knife. It's in the fridge with the cheese. Of course it is. How else are you going to cut that cheese? How else are you going to remember where the knife is? Yeah, exactly. That's all I use that knife for. Please, I'm Grandpa. I'm not cutting anybody. I used to, though. Oh, Grandpa's (laughs) done some shit. (laughs) Let me tell you a story about Cleveland, 1989. (laughs) Grandpa, you're terrifying. Do you have a question, Ryan? Yes. Uh, This question, which I in no way specifically solicited, uh, comes from Daniel Clark at DT Clark 11. Would Mariah Carey be a good choice as the next coach of Miami? Let me tell you what, she sure as shit would. Uh, because when you think of what Miami fans are looking for in their coaching candidates, part of it is that they are trying to reach back and recapture the success of the mid to late 1990s. Nothing says success in the mid to late 1990s like Mariah Carey, but The difference between Mariah Carey and, say, Butch Davis is that Butch Davis was never able to sort of recreate that success at a later point. He didn't have a true second act. It certainly didn't come with the Browns or with UNC. Mariah Carey has had that second act, that that moment where she had a career dip and she resurrected that career and got back on top. Um... A lot of people are probably going to say, well, Mariah Carey, there are younger, more contemporary artists in South Florida that will appeal to recruits. Recruiting is a lot about getting parents on board. And Mariah Carey does that perfectly because if you go to a recruit's house and they say, oh, shit, that's Mariah Carey. Honey, do you remember how we got super drunk in 1994 at that Mariah Carey concert? And that's how we conceived this child who's currently being recruited. That's sort of a natural connection going on. 
right there. Um, lastly, Mariah Carey, you know, just look at the look at the singles. Uh, I want to point to Emotions from 1991, a year in which Miami won the national title. And and who is it, Spencer Hall, that has Mariah feeling emotions? Uh, you. It's you. As in the, the you. you. Wow. Yep. Yeah, Mariah has gone number one since 2001, Canes. Ooh. If, if, if you, if you want to get one of those again. Ooh. I, I also I feel like she's going to do a great job running, the, running, the, running practice, uh, having experience coaching against herself in the Heartbreaker video. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's true. Also, I would point this out, that uh, if she's, go- she's going to be open to new ideas and other people's ideas, which she'll shamelessly take. Because she had to pay Maurice White like you know a couple million bucks. I don't see what that has to do with anything. She she just stole. Bro, that's a buyout. But you know what'll fill that stadium? Tell everybody, hey, come out to this Mariah Carey concert. Also, there's a football game. You you got to sit through part of the football game. The the football game is like the opening act. Also, I will say this, Miami. If you're famous once, you're famous forever in Miami. People can turn up in Miami who you would assume have a Q rating of zero. And because they were famous once, like Bronson Pinchot, Bronson Pinchot could turn up in Miami and they'd be like, holy shit, were you at the club last night? Bronson Pinchot was there. It was sick. Whereas anyone else, they'd be like, no, nah, it's Bronson Pinchot. He's on Perfect Strangers. I don't he really know who that is. He wasn't shit. His cousin Balky on Perfect Be- Strangers. I think Beverly Hills Cop. It's easier that way. Yeah, Beverly Hills Cop. Or, you know, True Romance. This guy with all the coke on his face. Mm-hmm. The point Never is. Never seen any of that. Mariah okay. Carey is the best possible answer for Miami, and it's certainly a lot more interesting than Mario Cristobal. Anybody who was on any of those WB shows still extremely famous in Miami. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And now I'm starting to get it. Guys, yeah. guys with three names like Chad Scott Thomas or Scott Michael Chad. You were Thomas on Thomas Chad Chad. You were on One Tree Hill. Do you want to come to the club? Yes. We'll, be, we'll pay you $350 to be there. I'm there. That's Miami. I was on I was on Charmed for five episodes. <laughs> You're famous, dude. <laughs> Jason, do you have a uh, reader question? Uh, let's see. From Alexander Goot on Twitter, a Goot eighteen. Now that Dabo Swinney is responsible for the day, what other dance crazes can we re- can we reattribute to coaches? This, of course, refers to um, <laughs> Fox's Carolina affiliate. After Cam Newton dabbed in the end zone, which he's been doing for the past few weeks, uh, it, for some reason, assumed that Dabo Swinney invented this dance move when actually it sprang up uh, sort of on, on Migos Vine, I guess would be the best way, <laughs> the best way to describe the, 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 the cultural group that made this a thing. Um, and uh, there's a lot of ways to go with this one. First one that comes to mind is a stanky leg. Um, and that might be like a Paul Rhodes. He's kind of always doing it anyway. Yeah, if I were to go, uh, somebody doing the stanky leg, Paul Rhodes is the first one because he is in a perpetual crouch, right? I yeah. Think, I think the uh, the Dougie is very athletic, right? And requires uh, a... We've seen, we've seen Cliff Dougie, haven't we? I'm going to give it to Cliff. I'll just say Cliff Kingsbury invented the Dougie. That, that's one that's kind of like, maybe he did. Was... I, I don't know. I'll also say that this, that it was... Um, it was very popular in 2010 and pretty obscure now, which is pretty much a good description of, of how Cliff's doing right now. <laughs> so, doesn't mean how he's going to finish, man. Doug can come back any day. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the next Cupid Shuffle. You you watch. Mm. Cupid sh- now, 
the coach who is doing the Cupid Shuffle, that would be an eternal classic. Brought out at weddings, uh, considered to be standard, right? A standard for group line dancing, correct? Mm-hmm. So if you want to work together in a group and work through a process, I'm going to say Nick Saban invented. He, we've seen, we've we've seen, seen him, him Cupid Shuffle. Because yeah. we've seen him Cupid Shuffle. And I'm just going to claim that he invented it. We've seen him electric slide, and I, th- I think it's close enough genre. I think he can pick it up. Also, the Cupid Shuffle, remember, it's the process because it explains the whole thing to you. It gives you your job, and sure. all you have to do is your job, it's right? Pl- you it's, it's play calls is what it if is. You could just, if you could just move to the left, to the left, to the right, to the right. We're playing, we're playing assignment wedding dancing here. Everybody sticks to their assignment, and we get this wedding done with a W. Nick Saban even pounds out a beat like on the podium when he gets really emphatic, right? Like to the left, to the left. <laughs> you know, if you ever watch him talk, he's the most animated hand talker I've ever seen. Not among coaches, just any human ever. So, I mean, maybe he's like a battle dancer. Like one of those dudes are all, you know, they're miming like, oh, I just I unscrewed your head off your neck and then I threw it. And then I hit it with a bat and all that stuff. Yeah. No, um, I'm going to say that... Uh, Walk it out, right? I'm going back a bit for DJ Unk. <laughs> for Unk. Walk it out like a usher. It's, yeah, no, it's very simple, right? Mm-hmm. Because you just really needed to literally just walk. So I'm just going to give this to Bill Snyder because he was one of our first upright humans. It's true. He's walked this earth for 700 years. Yeah, and he will continue to walk it out. So I give that to Bill Snyder. That's fine. Hmm. 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 If you I think like, about, I feel like Lane Kibbs walk, done some walking out. <laughs> That's a different kind of walking out. Um, oh, okay. If if you if you get creative with what it means, uh, you could say that as far as expectation goes, UCLA continues to pop lock and drop it. <laughs> I I could go with that. Yeah. Uh. And then I think uh, I think that exhausts my my repertoire as far as coaches I can act, like accurately. I will say this: if any coach does the Humpty dance, it's the one who maintains the most Humpty esque shape, and that would be Brett Bielema. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out a, trying to figure out the right dance for him because I think he's the, <laughs> he's the coach we'd most like to see dance. Yeah, I mean, do you think he can dance? I'm I'm going to say no. Um. He was he was a defensive lineman, so of course well, he's got good. Feet. All those big hogs do is get down there and get get down there and get low. Yeah, he can do he, he can do like a traditional Russian dance. He can keep his pad level low. Keep real low with those knees. Keep them hands up. <laughs> he could. Are you saying he could literally get low? Maybe that's it. <laughs> Brett Bielema invented twerking. Yeah, there we go. Fine, ship it. Shall we preview the week? Let's. The week ahead, by the way. A bit barren, but there are a few significant guideposts for how things are going to go. A few games uh, that are, I think, relatively urgent. Ohio State has basically two games left. And whoever, what poor souls they face in the Big Ten championship game. Michigan State this weekend. Oh, Hawkeyes. Yeah, Michigan State. Now, as our resident Michigan State expert, Jason, um, does Michigan State have any chance whatsoever in this game? Nah. Yeah. Corey Cook's probably hurt, so... Cool. 
No. <laughs> I mean, it'll be it'll be gross and ugly. It won't it won't be it won't be the kind of win Ohio State would like, but it'll be a good enough Ohio State win. It'll be like twenty eight fourteen. That's basically the score of every Michigan State game, one way or the other. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't. I mean, with it, if Connor Cooks hurt, and they look. I like mean, he'll sh- play, but. You know, you you you, you gotta have, you gotta have uh, gotta have your quarterback full strength to take down the Buckeyes. Yeah, and I don't know if they can block Ohio State along the line. And I'm not just talking about Joey Bosa. I don't think they're going to be able to extend plays, do the kind of things you need to do against a good defense in order to shake a couple of points loose. It just doesn't. It's not looking good, Michigan State. Not the thing. The thing about Ohio State is like like the offense has been yeah it's been up and down all year, but the defense has been really good almost every week. Yeah. And uh, that's that that's pretty steady. That's really not going to change. Yeah. And the other thing with, with Ohio State is that they've – I don't want to say that they've given up on the idea of complexity, but they're just going to run the ball. That's that's what they're going to do now. They're, they're not going to ask their quarterback to do too much. They're just going to park it and run the ball until you get real tired of that and stop tackling. If Purdue could run for 165 and two touchdowns against Michigan State, I feel like Zeke Elliott can do that. Are you saying? Yeah, you're saying that. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you can follow this transitive property all the way through, and I stand by it. I will point out the Michigan State, though, not really allowing a whole lot on the run. Not that yeah, that's that's not the problem. They have they have yeah. up and down games. Nebraska ran all over them. You know, Air Force did, but obviously that's what Air Force does. Even Rutgers went for like four and a half a carry. I mean, they that's stopped Michigan. Fine. They stopped that's Maryland. Fine. Yeah, they stopped Michigan, which to me is a little more significant. Okay, that's fine. You know, and Rutgers. I sometimes think if you're like, oh man, Rutgers got like this many. Pl- yeah, you're playing Rutgers. Your head's not. Yeah, in I mean, it. like four and a half. That's still below average. Yeah. Haters. Haters. Yeah, we're hating on Rutgers. Yes, <laughs> yeah. That we'll continue. Yeah. Are you saying that I can't live with this? It's my. I can live with this. It's our college team here. Don't you understand? That's all we have. <laughs> it's all you people have. We, we we know we know. New York's team, the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. I Another. Love- Another game of interest, Ryan, if you have one to pick off the schedule. Uh, God. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about UCLA at Utah, not because we care a lot about these particular two teams. Uh, UCLA, I feel like we all just sort of forgot about pretty much once they lost their second game. And Utah, we just stopped talking about altogether because uh, everybody sort of agreed Oh yeah, this is an undefeated team and that probably won't last. Um, but coupled with the USC at Oregon game that is uh, played at the same time at 3.30 Eastern, the Pac-12 South is still totally up for grabs between these three teams. And what intrigues me about that is that USC could play for a conference title even though they have had one of the most chaotic internal seasons in recent memory even though there have been a lot of chaotic internal seasons in recent memory. And yeah, the Pac-12 right now, them being out of the playoff, all this stuff has, it doesn't have ramifications. You can just take it for what it is. Yeah. Like like Washington State's fucking everything up. That's just plain great. Mm-hmm. USC might win the whole conference without an actual head coach. That's awesome. You can just appreciate for exactly what it is. 
which is absolute nonsense. It's glorious. It's wonderful. Yeah. The other th- game of note, Baylor at Oklahoma State. The gradual like nodding up of the Big 12 that we keep waiting for uh, could take another significant step forward here. With the exception of one historical trend that I think we must cite because everyone else will cite it uh, several hundred times over the next three days. Gentlemen, do you know the last time that Baylor won in Stillwater? Many, 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 <laughs> many years ago. It's been, it's been a while. It's been a spell. Many, many, many years ago. If I told you 1950, w- would you say that was that was too soon? Yep, yep. You gotta go. You gotta go back further. You, you gotta go back. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this predates the events of Fallout. Cool. Yeah, no, it, pre- it predates Fallout, dude. It almost predates Bill Snyder. Almost. I mean, it, it predates nuclear technology. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I this actually, like, Hitler just barely invaded Poland. Do you think those two are connected? Undoubtedly. <laughs> I can sell you on any conspiracy theory you want about this. Just give me five minutes and some Wikipedia. Cool. Would you go back in time and kill Baylor? <laughs> Baby Baylor. Would you go back in time and kill Bill Snyder? No. He was never you a can't baby. go that far. Time is a fifth dimension that can only be fluctuated across by gravity and uh, blah, 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 all that stuff. And Bill Snyder predates all that, man. If you, yeah, if you go back to the Big Bang, it's just Bill Snyder coaching up a ball containing all of the universe's mass and energy. This time, you can do it. This time machine don't get that kind of mileage. Bill Snyder just writing a nice letter to God telling yeah. me he can do it. You play yeah. you played hard, Lord. You played hard. <laughs> I know you'll do it next time. We're gonna coach this little ball of muons and gluons into something real big. I just want yeah. you to know, Titans, you did a great job, and me and Zeus are really honored to have played you and beat you. Once you, we get this thing at its peak, I'm gonna go live in Kansas. If you found out that this universe was originally a junior college candidate, <laughs> Bill Snyder coached up into, you know, an all pro. Zoroaster, I'm terribly sorry to hear about your injury and the death of your religion. <laughs> we, too, still worship fire because it's cold in Manhattan. Sincerely yours, Bill Snyder. Yeah, signed in purple ink. But, but yeah, this is, this is another game where Baylor hasn't won since 1939. A fact that I find uh, appalling until I consider Baylor's been terrible for most of those times. Right? Like, as bad as Oklahoma State has been, uh, Baylor's been worse. Agree. Yeah. And this doesn't, to me, by the way, feel like a game that I really want to pit against Oklahoma State in. Because Jared Stidham, I knew everyone got on everyone got on Baylor for losing that game. Jared Stidham's a freshman. He was fine. Yeah. He, he, made, he was banged up a little bit too. Yeah, he's banged up. He's you know, they're they're gonna be fine. Like when you look at Baylor and you look at how they're doing, that's pretty much what a freshman should do in a big game in his first start against a really good team. I mean, if Baylor goes out and loses his last three games, that's funny and that's embarrassing, but it doesn't really mean it's a bad team. doesn't no. really mean the first nine weeks are mirage or anything like that, other than, you know, they didn't actually beat any teams. But, I mean, it, this, is, this is just a rough run. Um, not to change the subject, but if, if each of you had to look at the schedule and identify the stank, the stankiest game available to you, I have one in mind, but I'm curious which, which you would pick. Boston College, Notre Dame. Took the words right out of my damn mouth. <laughs> not, not only is it Boston College, uh, Notre Dame, where is this game being played, Jason Kirk? 
It's uh, it's in it's in Fenway Park. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> which, if there's anything that's going to slow a game to a seven-hour crawl, mm-hmm. which is exactly how Steve Adazio wants it, be playing it's, in it's, a it's the uh, hallowed time distortion zone known as Fenway Park. That's going to be beautiful. <laughs> I know like eight facts about baseball. One of them is that Boston Red Sox games take a long time. They do. They do. They have to pause for thoughtful reflections on mortality and also to watch highlights from the Pats game. And also Neil Diamond's running around the stadium naked. you got to catch him. Sweet Caroline! <laughs> They're the ones to blame for that, by the way. Yeah. Goddamn Red Sox fans. Not so either, either those people win or Notre Dame wins. Have fun, America. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got a couple of other ranked spots on the schedule if Do you it. want some real Georgia Tech at Miami. Whoa. Good God. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody's losing that, huh? Yeah, everyone. Everyone there's who gonna watches. Be a, there's going to be a, a loser. Yeah, everyone who watches. Mm-hmm. That's who loses that game. Additional stank on the schedule. Houston at UConn. This don't is, do it, Cougs. Don't go. No, no, this don't is, go up there, Cougs. Doesn't matter. They're going to win and still like drop a thousand slots because they just look yeah. bad. Yeah. Well, I mean, UConn is like sneaky okay. At least on at least on defense, they're pretty okay. Yeah. And ooh, that's that's far. This is when Houston goes up there and puts up thirteen points and wins, and everyone thinks they're ass. Right, like, <laughs> mm, man, you want a game thirteen to nine at UConn? You're like every UConn game's thirteen to nine. <laughs> Go play UConn. It's like I guess the Sun Belt's back in the New Year's mix. Yeah, but you know, like Bob Diaco's doing a really great job up there. But like the most points that you can scrape out of that particular pile of talent is like nine. Yeah, that's it. You're like, well, I got nine points. UConn is always making sandwiches, and you know the peanut butter is always out. They're just scraping that that jar. Be like, I, I, no, we can get one out of this. This is the SoCon Challenge weekend for the SEC. SoCon, SoCon Challenge. Pretty Saturday, cool. Saturday, Saturday. Pretty cool that Missouri scheduled such a tough SoCon team, though. Yeah, yeah. Tennessee. Imagine that. They're getting the hang of this. <laughs> You're going to get in that. Uh, but of all the miserable games, I got one to mention, and that's Idaho. Idaho may be the worst FBS team. Idaho's improved. <laughs> I mean, maybe the worst FBS program, but they were they were middle of the season. It kind of looked like they might scrape together bowl eligibility. I, Idaho's pretty improved this year. I don't know how. Maybe they're just scared of their coach. Uh, probably, I'd be I would be terrified of him too. I will literally be homeless if you guys don't win. Um, I, that means I'm coming to live with you. you. <laughs> we we should mention that one SEC team, and I say this knowing knowing exactly what the response will be from our anti Florida listeners. We love you all. Uh, we'll be playing a an opponent from a non Power Five conference who leads the country in yards per rush attempt and touchdowns. Do you know who that'd that team be, is and the opponent? That'd be Georgia welcoming Georgia Southern. Mm-hmm. Oh, which is brilliant scheduling. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Just always schedule Georgia Southern. It's always a good idea, especially when you can get your knees good and limbered for when you play the exact same offense the next week. That's just awesome scheduling. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Um, man. If listen, if you this. All right. Georgia won't lose this game. I don't think they'll lose this game. But they will try and put that hex on them. I hear it. But they will feel bad. And I mean oh. that in the physical and the spiritual sense. 
Well, Georgia Southern is better than the George, the last Georgia Southern team that beat an SEC team. I don't recall who the who the team that lost that game was. Those, those records were lost in a flood, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, and you asked the insurance company. <laughs> let's see, let's let's see, Jeremy Pruitt. How many games has he coached against option uh, option run teams? The, the Tech last year, like which Tech one. won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which Tech yeah. won. Hmm. Yeah, and the, and by the way, this is kind of a funky option. Like they they run it out of they run it out of some weird stuff. They're yeah, this is they got they got some they got some they got some Texas in them. Not the Longhorns. They actually score points. They got they got yeah. some Texas stuff in them. No, that's healthy stuff in the bloodstream, not the bad stuff. But yeah, Georgia Southern. Yeah, I will, I will bellow heartily if somehow Georgia Southern beats Georgia in this game, and then watch as everyone in Georgia ties himself in knots, trying not to fire Mark Richt. <laughs> But he's a good man. But he's a good person. But he's a good man. See, that's why it helps to have no conscience as a fan. He Florida saved fans, my baby. <laughs> Florida fans were like, Will Muschamp's a good man. Is he? If he's a is good he? man, then why is he live in the state of Florida? If he's a good man, why can't there are, there are no gods or saints here? <laughs> <laughs> there are no good men in prison. Even the guards are corrupt. He grew up here. How good could he be? <laughs> you were born in the darkness. <laughs> come on. Come on, redneck Bane. Get your yeah. stuff out of the office. Yeah, whereas in Georgia, it's a it's a conflict and a conundrum. And well, he represents our university so well. He's just like... Like, like he's going to the fucking United Nations. <laughs> yeah, like we're, like we're sending him to Conclave. Oh, well, Mark Rex strengthened our trade with China, so. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't bring back shit. <laughs> what did he bring back? I don't know. Willie Fritz stole it. He's, he developed, he's, developed, bowl. he's developed valuable relations with the NFL. We gave them Todd Gurley and oh, shit. That, that's <laughs> he's open trade with St. Louis. It went great. <laughs> You trying to tell me he lost a negotiation with Jeff Fisher? <laughs> we've been we've we've been compromised by Jeff Fisher. <laughs> Which the best part is, if Mark Richt was working for the Braves, he'd be out in a heartbeat. Oh, oh. yeah, that's where the real anger lies. <laughs> oh man, yeah, <laughs> yeah. People people think, oh, SEC fan base, they're they're tough, they're mean. Nah, Georgia fans are pushovers. Braves fans. <laughs> Stay away from those people, man. Yeah, that's true. They don't even read. That's the thing. I'm pretty sure that like one out of every three Georgia fans can read. That's 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 what it would take to get Mark Rick out. Just be like, well, you know, growing up, I was always a big fan of the Phillies. A big Mets fan out there big growing Mets up in Oklahoma. <laughs> Burn him! Growing up in Oklahoma, of course, going to school down in Miami, I was a big Dodgers fan. Get him, Chipper! <laughs> you know listen, Chipper. Listen, man. Brave, you know brave, Chipper Ch- will. Chipper Jones. Georgia Bulldogs head coach. I'm already on. I'm, I'm already on the ATV, y'all. You know, Braves fans are the reason Waffle House has the pictures only menu, right? <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's, that's that's the most Georgia insult I've ever heard in my life. It really is. Just point to it. Point to it and tell <laughs> me how good Chipper was. <laughs> I like the Jeff Blauser visual egg. <laughs> the Raphael Belliard special. <laughs> What happened to the John Rocker waffle? You take that off? Seriously, man. If you want to the stupid, it was problematic. <laughs> yeah, you want to know the stupidest people on the planet? They're Braves fans. Like, just as a group, the stupidest possible people. Man, Trump's going to be such a good manager for the Braves. <laughs> You're going to move to Cobb County across from that Zaxby's in the mall? 
<laughs> I like that if you talk to former Braves fans, they talk about it like they used to be part of a white supremacy group. They're like, they, yeah, man. They did. I used well, Brian. <laughs> yeah, I used to be a big Braves fan, but, you know, I've left that behind. And but, I'm know, a lot happier. I, I think I'm a lot happier now. <laughs> I, found, I found actual Jesus. <laughs> I feel like, oh man, Chipper Jones, that's just a great Atlantan. You're like, Chipper Jones is a colossal piece of shit. Well, you know, I, I, was, I grew up a Braves fan, then I went to prison, became an actual Braves fan. <laughs> then I, I got out, started messing around, went back, got my life cleaned up, and, you know, now I'll, yeah. I, now, need, now I, I'm a I, I need this Astros job. Fan. I need this job, man. I can't go back to Braves. <laughs> they got, got so many connections, though. That's the thing. They lure you back with your Brave, the, the, the Braves trade Braves yeah. trafficking like the weird the, the weirdest people to me like are people who are still braves fans i don't i like i why who hurt you like who other, hurt you other than the braves the braves hurt other you. than the braves they're pretty bad this year weren't they yeah. i don't know they, i haven't they were, watched they're yeah. quite bad i mean i, I the people stop talking about him after a while other than fire the coach or whatever it's a hawks yeah. town it's this is their it, it kind of is yeah it's a Hawks town. It's not it's a it's a Hawks town in a Brave state. It's not a Hawks state. It might be a Kyle Korver state. <laughs> it is not. You're picking up what we're putting down. It's a it's a Pistol Pete yeah. Maravich state. Exactly. They'll be like, man, I don't know. I don't I don't go to Hawks games because I don't feel safe there. But uh, it's 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 a Thabosepalusha town in a uh, a Pistol Pete state. But you know that that Kyle Korver, he plays basketball the right way. Kyle Korver, I like his haircut. He can hit a three. Oh man, he can hit a three. Oh, that boy! I tell you what, it, that more more of them players ought to try to be like Kyle Korver. I don't know exactly what it is about him I like so much that all the other players don't have. I uh, think it's his ethics. Yeah. <laughs> he just plays real hard. Just you know, except for that time he literally dove out of LeBron's way, which that's probably because LeBron's cheating, I guess. I got one more game to mention here Ooh. on an otherwise. We got more otherwise. stink. We do. We well, no, no. This is you know some. A couple of more games. Okay. Uh, a really wounded Mississippi State team, fresh off a of pummeling at the hands of Alabama, goes to play. Uh, <laughs> Tagging in. Here comes the first. <laughs> I'll finish them off, Nick. <laughs> I'll take it from here, buddy. Thanks for loosening them up. Why are you wearing a singlet? I always wear finish this. Job. <laughs> the two. The two horsemen. Every Alabama. As an Iowa, <laughs> as an Iowa grad, I always wear a singlet. I, I think we're more of the fabulous Freebirds. Do you think Iowa fans, by the way, Iowa fans really are like football Mormons. They always wear singlets mm-hmm. underneath. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's you, their magic underwear. You always got to be ready to wrestle. Elbow pads. That's why I carry an X-Acto knife with me so I can just, you know, I'm married to an Iowa fan. I have to cut them out of their gear if they get drunk. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. I got you cauliflower ear. <laughs> no, you love me, <laughs> son. <laughs> I do like the idea of Bert just... Stand at the at every Alabama game. He's standing, standing at the corner, constantly doing the yeah, stretching my arms, <laughs> playing to the crowd a little bit, slap in the turnbuckle. Come on, Nick, get me in there. Come on, I'll punch the, <laughs> I'll punch the ref. I'll, I'll, I'll distract the ref. <laughs> yeah, you know. By the way, you know he's going in there whether he's supposed to or not. Yeah. Right. There's, oh, the beat on a run-in, shit. <laughs> He'd be one of those heavyweights who just laid down a lot like the Undertaker, right? Like I'm winded. I think he's. A, I think Bert's like an '80s good guy. Yeah. In the '80s, the good guy wrestlers a- acted like 
dicks. Like if you go back and watch Hulk Hogan, he's like biting people on the fucking forehead <laughs> and like getting praised and like telling people about Jesus and stuff. That's Bert. Like he, he he likes to carry himself. Like he's 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 the guy here who's doing doing it the right way. But he'll bite your nuts, man. The last the last by the way, my favorite thing about this season thus far has been. Every single time I look at the schedule, there's one team that is always booked, not just at the 10.30 Eastern slot. No, 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 no. Man. Booked at the 10.45 slot. Can we push that back just a little bit? Can we? It's just Mike Leach. Mike Leach is the one who, when they're settling the Pac-12 schedule, they, they say, okay, listen, we're going to draw straws to see who wants to be the one at 10.45. No, I got them all. I, I'll, Actually, I'll do it. Yeah, well, we we don't like getting up early anyway. It's uh, not really a morning person. You know who else wasn't a morning person? Queen Christina. Uh, you know, she she uh, didn't become a morning person until later in life. That's what killed Descartes. She had a tiny cannon that she used to uh, fire uh, fleas off her body, and it was cold in Stockholm, and she insisted that, you know, get up at 4.30 in the morning, and, you know, that was a little too much for the little Frenchman, but he gave us quite a way of representing the world, the old X and Y axis. I use that when diagramming stretch. Stretch, you know, which is one of our key plays when we're trying to create a triangular stretch on the field. Uh, it's been one of the things that, you know, Luke Falk's been so good at this year. No, we, we can play at 1045. That's fine. I'll make some popcorn. I'll walk to work through my lentil fields and my hills. Um, it'll be good. 